everyone. Oh, boy, you're hot. We're back. You're right. I know. We're back with our second show of the week to make up for last week with no shows. My bad. I mean, you're just moving into plush, uh, pal- palatial squeezer manner. I forget what they say about Wayne Manor. I can't uh, use it. It is palatial. Is palatial a word? If palatial means a guy didn't clean shit in two years, yes. Palatial estate. The new squeezer uh, manor, the squeezer cave. Mm-hmm. The nice scrap man was nice enough to take the rusty old barbecue grill that was left, so thank you. No. I hope you got uh, hope you got a nice case of bush light for that. I don't know. Aluminum's sparse right now. Prices of beer going up. Uh, it's... Oh, well. I don't know. What do you... Uh... So you should be scrapping aluminum is what you should be doing. You should be scrapping those cans. That's one. I'm filling up my three-beer mug. It's a tradition now. Nice. And it might be the last week of it because summer ale is almost done. And I don't, I don't, I, I don't drink. I drink Heineken straight out the bottle like a goddamn heathen. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we might be on the last last week, the summer tradition of um, three beer mug. And this it started because you guys were all drinking during the live shows while I had to n- drink only a monster hydro. Oh, so you're making up for it by destroying your liver. Yes, that's that's why I'm doing it. Yes, Joe, the old WF ice cream bar is in the Hall of Fame. I, dare I say all ice cream bars, with the exception of anything labeled sugar-free, should be in the Hall of oh, Fame. Oh, come on. Sugar-free is good. The new ones, nah. I haven't tried them. I've seen them out. Uh, apparently, they do not taste like the old ones. Although, then, then you get to like the pudding pops. And then they get the Pete Rose treatment with the pudding. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, of... they they <laughs> the little asterisk. These pops are delicious when you're it's dipping them. In... Like next to the men's room on the lower level. What what would you, for my impression's sake, what would you dip a pudding pop in to knock somebody out? These pudding pops are delicious when you dip them in roofies. <laughs> I can't do a fucking Bill <laughs> Cosby. My voice is starting to come back, so you might hear, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, then it's going to go. Uh, what's that? Then it's going to go. I think the trick is a steady stream of beer to keep it lubricated. Mm. Oh, shit. Darth Jason in the house. Hey, buddy. Man, must be, uh, we started early. We would have been earlier, but someone had to watch you're hockey. The, you're not on the clock. You don't have to be here. <laughs> You gotta have the slab of chocolate. <sighs> um, what else is going on? What what how's what's new in the world in the last day? Uh, nothing. I was actually thinking this. I'm like, what the thinking this? Thinking about this? I'm like, what the hell? Where do we are go we from about? from here? He's thinking this. Turn mm. on the lights down now. Um, one thing I do point out, and everyone discussing things in the uh, Instagram chat, and like everyone's like, "Oh, start started listening their guilty pleasures and songs." Mm-hmm. I started feeling really bad about myself because I really like these songs. <laughs> it doesn't I don't feel guilty at all. Yeah, well, you know, um, 
speaking of Darth Jason, uh, uh, they uh, Marvel's putting out their Hasbro's putting out their their uh, Venomized line, and the build a fig if you buy all of them is uh, Venom Pool, and that's the only one Darth Jason wants, so he's to get the whole. Line. I'll gladly take his uh, uh, Gwenum, and um, I think there's a Miles Morales. Uh, Venomized Miles Morales in that too, and a Morbius, but the Gwenum one. I know the colors Ghost Spider, whatever the fuck now instead of Spider Gwen, but uh, I do like the Gwenum one. I I do like that he does appreciate the do uh, what's the duplicitous not diplodocus, the evilness behind it. Oh, of uh, of, that they make you buy everything to get the figure you want, yeah. Is Peppa Pig a future Hall of Famer? Um, what the fuck is Peppa Pig? I'll tell you what. In like in in thirty years from now, when my kid is doing a podcast talking about shit that used to make bring her happiness and joy, or shit that was fucked up when they were uh, oh, I got I got, I have, I have they some... can talk about how Peppa Pig destroyed their dreams and uh, left them with nightmares. I have something on that. So today I screenshotted a comment. On uh, so I posted the the Fisher Price Fun with Food kitchen picture. It's yes, a new so podcast, and uh, uh, Michael Sarin on Facebook posted. She said, "Me outside with kids after school. Put on headphones and starts new podcast. My thirteen year old. Are you listening to the Rad Years? Me. Yes. Her. If you're from the Rad Years, are we in the Sad Years? Me. Well." Yes, I'm really sorry. <laughs> you missed the best childhood ever. Uh, at least, uh, so- sorry, but uh, I mean, maybe you could. No, don't have her listen. I said the C no. word twice no, the no, other no. week. <laughs> I mean, on the bright side, think of it. When we were like five years old, there was still a Cold War going on. Right, we, we could have gotten yeah. leveled at any second. Sure, and then the '90s were badass. If so maybe Ozymandias wouldn't have dropped the giant octopus on New York City, we would have been in a nuclear holocaust, right? Yeah, exactly. So maybe the 2030s will just kick ass. With that being said, Squeezer. So just another 10 years, folks. I was segueing into talking about Watchmen. Sorry. No, that's. I figured you would have picked up on that when I mentioned Ozymandias dropping. A giant squid on New York City in 1985. Uh, I can't wait to get my shit together here so I can just watch that. We, uh, we finished Watchmen last night. Yeah. Goddamn, is it fucking awesome. Um, It can be both, Joe. Joe asked if Color of Night can be a guilty pleasure or just a pleasure. It is, if you watch it for the story, it's a guilty pleasure. If you watch it <laughs> for about a couple minutes and then you're done and then you unlock the room of your door, it's a pleasure. Um, anyway, so we finished uh, Watchmen. It's Damon Lindelof's uh, sequel. It does not count Doomsday Clock. Uh, sequel to the original Watchmen story. And not only does it very, uh, very, I don't even know the word to describe it. Very, not coy, but very, it's, it's very slick in the way it pays homage to the original story. And it's set in that world. Without cramming it down your throat. Right, like with, without saying this is a sequel. This is a story in the Watchmen universe. And it's not like, here's all the Watchmen. These are the these are what happened. But it's just, 
the way it sets everything up is is fucking awesome and um it's really it's really fucking good and it's it's so odd that it 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 had it, like this the series ended in december of 2019 and here we are in in uh 2020 it kind of like uh, i don't know with the whole the racial tension and the whole mask saves lives i mean that's not what they meant in the show but it's Mm -hmm. just funny um the whole anti-masker and mask thing that's more of a superhero mask but it's just it's awfully funny but it's a very good show and very well done and you will be gripped by every single episode of the nine episode arc. Uh, and I'm hoping I had this conversation with you today. Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino said his next film will be his last film. He's going to do 10, but based on like what I, I told you last, uh, the other day, how, um, we rewatched, uh, the hateful eight as mm-hmm. in an extended version. And it's broken up into like a four episode arc. Uh, like one hour, four, four one hour episodes. Like that's how Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might do his last movie. He might not even get there. He's going to fucking Netflix or HBO or Hulu or Amazon, and he's gonna do a fucking ten hour masterpiece. You know, which I could have watched ten hours of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, God, I could soak up every second of that. Which you haven't you haven't seen it yet, have you? I I got it on the DVR now. Yeah. Oh, because it was on Stars, right? Yeah. So I grabbed that. So I'll tell you what. If you don't. If I don't see it by Saturday. Wait, do you have the same DVR or did you just? Oh wait, 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 wait. You yeah, do yeah. have, you have stars. You have everything now because you have to monitor yeah. the cable system. Part I, of your I, job. Because I, I, I finally, you know. That's how you. That's how you that sell it to Mrs. Squeezer. What? We get free cable because part of my job is monitoring the cable system. I have yeah. to sit down well, here. I used to write it off on my taxes because I would have to say, "Well, I have to watch TV because I work <laughs> in TV." Uh, now I'd write off two hundred dollars uh, a month. Uh, I'm not sure if I was supposed to, but I haven't gotten now caught. Now you, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, but um, you sit down for three hours and be like, "Hey, I'm just working. You could watch. You could work with me, but we're working." And soak in the masterpiece that is once. Should upon you be a time drinking this much while you're working, honey? <laughs> yes. Well, it's television. Of course you should. Yes. Not operating heavy machinery. This isn't surgery. Right. Well, the cameras right, used so to be heavy. They're not anymore. If, if, if I don't finish, if I don't watch Once Upon a Time uh, in Hollywood by Saturday, you can fire me. No, no, that won't be happening. And then you can have, oh. Listen, it's not, from, from anything, I'm going to, I'm going to drop, I'm, and I'm not saying this just because I work for a cable company, but, um. My dad's been in the cable business for 40 years. Uh, it has nothing to do with cable vision. They, we don't want to raise your rates, but the goddamn networks force the cable companies to pay them a certain amount per the amount of subscribers they have in their area. So however many... I have this argument once a week with someone. So even if someone doesn't have ESPN, if you have, if you have like 100,000 subscribers, even if they don't have ESPN, the fact that they could get it, you have to pay that much to them for each of it. So you're paying. So, so until the networks allow, and, and we want this, we want you to be able to go a la carte. It, 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 the cable companies make more money selling internet than they do cable. Like you buy, <laughs> it's not, well, it kind of is propaganda. <laughs> it is. 
But like, but it's good propaganda. It's like leaflets. Right. It's not if, evil stuff. If you cut the cord, that's great. You're still getting your internet from us. Go buy all these networks and pay what you want for the television you want, and then you control the programming. That's better. There's like Fuck a ESPNU. Oh, yeah, that promotional period shit sucks. That's another thing we don't do because I don't think we have books that could keep how long people have been a subscriber. <laughs> so we always do those no contract shit things. Um, Why are commercials so loud? You would they think shouldn't that be. the idea is They're... that it's to get your attention, um, but the real thing is um, Poor editors. master control operators are lazy. No, really. You're not supposed to turn in anything that's over a minus 12 dB. It's decibels. Yeah. No, it's because people are lazy. People are lazy. They don't check things and they just push it. Everything in TV, when people, there's this whole conspiracy. It's because people right. are, yeah. everything in TV yeah. happens because people are lazy. There's um, laws against them being so loud. <laughs> they're not supposed yes. to be. Um, not supposed to be. There's such an that's such an old person thing to say, right? Yeah, that's right. They shouldn't be. Um, but like, like, uh, so and they're not supposed to be too bright. But but also, Squeezer, like a a, a a marketing house will cut a spot for a client. And the client will be like, make it louder, and they'll be like, okay, it's what the client wants, and they'll turn it in. And the studio is or the station's too lazy to go down and bring it down to you know broadcast levels so they'll just pop it into the server and let it play at the level because the client's like that's what i we had a limiter at jason remember that old box and jason and i used to do master control back in the day back like 12 years ago and um there's this giant brown machine with a, um, a decibel meter on it underneath the uh <laughs> Underneath the, the thing, there was a, a limiter that uh, would limit the audio. Going, it never worked right. And Brian says, it's like watching TV is squeezer and the commercials are arcade. Oh, no. He's doing, he's doing it. It's a loud commercial. Sorry, do I really blow out your speakers? I try to pull back now on the mic when I'm doing my impressions. Oh, he's off the top ropes. He's gone. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's on the rock and turn back. All I could find was this shitty old pair of headphones anyway, which are blown out, so you're all kind of garbled in my left ear anyway. I don't know what's going on over there at that house. I'm digging through boxes. I, I was late because I was trying to find the coffee. Then I couldn't find the coffee cups. Uh... But now I have coffee. I can. I haven't done Alex Jones in a while either. You're still wounded. I am. I. I don't want to. I don't want to fly too close to the sun on the wings of a Alex Jones impression. <sighs> okay. Uh, what else is going on? Oh. 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 Uh, rumor has it the we'll be seeing the Mandalorian season two trailer this week. I'm excited. I know, so am I. It's the only good thing uh, from Star Wars, <laughs> from Lucasfilm yeah. in a while. So, um, Hulu hey, is Corporal Hicks back. I'm excited. Hulu is adding the original Thundercats series and apparently a revival series. 
Oh, shit. Send that to me, Jason. He found a YouTube Toy Hunters in our area. Um, also, did you see that Metallica is playing like some concert to drive-ins? I, I saw like headlines and I'm like, I don't want to have to read it. So I'll just go. With okay. It. So when we are at the drive-in this weekend, they played a commercial for it. So it's coming to Becky's, but apparently not to Shankweiler's. So I went on today to see what a tickets were because you buy one ticket per carload. You could have a maximum of six people per carload. Everyone has to have a seatbelt, blah, 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 blah. So tickets are $115 a piece. Wait, what? Yes. For watching Metallica play music, $115 a piece. Wait, wait, per car? Per car, yes. Divided by six, the carry, the one, nah. Yeah, no, I uh, a hard pass. Hard pass. But um, Becky's is showing, uh, what the fuck's that movie? Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show on Saturday. Ooh, are they going to have people in costume? They are having people in costume. That takes me back. And... It's the first time I, I, I we're going, and it'll be the first time I've ever seen it. Remember, you made fun of me for not seeing it before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, you've never seen the movie before? Like, no, I've never seen. Is there a play? Not, not, not like not like a live because I haven't actually been to a live performance, but I've seen the movie a lot. I've never seen the movie. You said it takes me back. It is. It's oh, weird as fuck. They're not performing the movie live. They're you're watching the movie on the screen. There's just actors, I think, running around doing the parts. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a performance piece along with it. Mm, okay. Make sure to bring all the shit that you're supposed to throw. Google. No, it. you could buy. Yeah, she was yelling it at me. Like, not yelling at me angry. Yelling at me excited. Um. Cause you're she, gonna hate it. Yeah, I, I know. She said the same thing. It's going to make you so angry. Yes, just like the old Midnight Movies Beyond the Mall. But you could buy uh, uh, one of the prop packs for $2 when you go in. I don't I don't get it. It's way beyond my comprehension. Uh, also good news. Well, it's because it's all about people getting together and camaraderie and... Um, and, and what a better you time to sit alone in your, in your room drinking. Yes. <laughs> what a better time now than ever. But Sasha Baron Cohen was spotted in costume filming Borat. So, uh, uh, there's a possibility of a Borat sequel. I love that first movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck meatloaf. Dude, I did a meatloaf concert and uh, at the end of it, I come downstairs to rock a piss, and I'm trying to walk through the hallway, and meat wa- Meatloaf is starfished in the middle of the hallway, surrounded by paramedics there with an hooked up to an oxygen tank in, like, a stream of his own sweat. Like, straight starfished. Jeez, is this, like, a... Uh, is that, like, a normal root concert routine, you think? Uh, apparently it is. They had they they said uh, this is normal. I was like, oh shit, is he okay? They're like, yeah, this is every this is he does this everything. Did you get your Spice Girls DVD signed? Is he in Spice Girls? 
Uh, Spice World, the movie. Yeah, he's the bus driver. Oh, I never, I've never seen Spice. Uh, either that or Black Dog. Um, I'm more of a, uh, yeah, I'm more of a, uh, Bob the Big Moosey with the bitch tits fan. Well, wait until you see Rocky Horror. You're gonna... Hate it? Yeah, fucking hate it. I kind of want to be there. Like, I would sit there, I'd bring a lawn chair and set up in front of you, just facing you with my back to the screen, just to watch you watch Rocky Horror. (laughs) Well, Enchantress is extremely excited, so... Uh, closed caption six six seven six five. I just did a few bad Vinces. Uh, there was oh no, close caption. He's here. It's Kane. It's Kane. <laughs> the voice isn't a hundred percent back yet. It's getting there. Wasn't he in Wayne's World? Was Milo from Wayne's World? Oh yeah, he was the bouncer. A lot of dudes' girlfriends are in there. Was that him? Yeah, he was in Pick of Destiny. The um, Jack Black movie, but he's Bob the Big Moosey, Bob with the bitch tits from Fight Club. Rule number one we always watch Fight Club because the movie's awesome. What else is going on, Squeezer? I got nothing really. Come on, it's been two days. It's been, I know, no, it's been all I do is I go to work. <laughs> I come home, I put shit away. We live and in the never ending. This is going to be my life for the next, I'm going to guess, I'm hoping three months, but more likely um, I'm just going to be pushing shit aside. I'm just going to take the boxes that are unopened in my house and put wrapping paper on them and just put them under the Christmas tree so I don't have to take them downstairs. Hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, I got to get one of those. I got to get a fancy fake Christmas tree now because I got one of those windows in front of my house that I can put a tree in. Uh, I'm excited, but I got to get power to it. I'll figure out a way. You'll get it. You'll get there. Uh, AW Dynamite wasn't on on TNT tonight, right? Because of NBA? Well, how how is our friend Jake surviving? I don't know. I, I feel bad. Like, I was... Uh, dare I say, all in on the AW, and then just you know, summer happened, things got crazy. So I'm taking a little break. I'll get, I'll get back in. Good. What the hell was that? That was me giving the fart noise to AW. Oh, it, I enjoy it. It's all, I enjoy it's it. fucking, uh, it's a spot fest. I, you listen, I'm not saying I like the WWE product. I don't fucking watch that shit either. But I tried to watch uh, AW, and some of the matches are fun. But then next week, it's the same shit. There's no good promos. There's no good storylines. It's Chris Jericho saying a little little bit of the bubbly. No, it's not. I, I'm, I mean, I'm chasing the dragon. You know, I'm looking for I what I liked back in the day, and it'll never exist again. Um, no. Well, you never know. There's every, everything comes full circle. Do Trump talking about the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer wants to stop the mail. <laughs> I don't know why the bucket isn't on the uh, <laughs> isn't on Kramer's head. It looked much better on Kramer's head. The bucket on the mailman is just too much. Quite frankly, I've seen better buckets. 
We're going to stop the mail, just like Kramer. Mail's no good. It just comes and comes and comes. Bunch of Pottery Barn catalogs. Melania buying stuff off Pottery Barn. Wearing buckets on her heads. Quite frankly, QAnon told me that it's a conspiracy. He wore the bucket on the mailman to begin with. <laughs> That's right, President, Mr. President. QAnon is right about the DC pedophiles. They're wearing buckets on their head. If you go to Infowars.com, use the code RAD right now, you get 20% off our silver solution. It will protect you from getting a bucket put on your head. It'll protect you from being frozen and covered. I'll protect you from our forms of coronavirus and protect you from being part of the QAnon conspiracy from the DC pedophiles and elites. Right now, $24.95 with the code RAD on Infowars.com. There you go, guys. That's I, I just blew out my voice. Wait, so does that mean Buckethead would then mean he's a conspiratorial pedophile trying to take over the world? Until he got fired by Sla- I mean, by Axel. Well, Axel fired everybody. Hmm. Maybe he could wail, though. Yeah. What a gimmick. <laughs> That's something Vince would have come up with. <laughs> I got it. He's going to wear a bucket of chicken on his head. That's great. Oh, no. It's greasy. Oh, it's more ooze. Needs more grease. My throat's like, why? (laughs) Why? Anyway, uh, okay. We're talking summer memories. I, I think I lost Squeezer on that last one. You still with me, bud? I'm here. I, I was coming up with another joke for later in the show. Oh, you, you're writing. I write stick. Are, are you writing material? I write. Are you writing material? <laughs> yeah. I always write material. Well, you never use it. I do. You just don't know it. That kind of <laughs> hurts. Wow. <laughs> Hang on. Let me just do some Foley work here and. <laughs> Pull that up. Now I'm gonna do the old Doc Brown and put it back together. <laughs> oh, he's right in material. It's a good thing I don't have feelings, cause they'd be hurt. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna stop drinking coffee, and my beer is gonna go back from five to ten percent. Um, oh wait. So what do you have down there? What are you drinking? Uh, I still only I only have resin, um, and so that comes in at ten percent, and I don't have anything lighter, so I gotta kind of watch it. But I figure if I drink a cup of coffee with it, it basically cuts in half, so it's only like a five percent beer. I mean, your math holds so up to me. So as long as I drink a cup of coffee along with the ten percent, I can drink ten per you know the ten percents all day, and be fine. As long as there's a cup of coffee with it. Math checks out on my end. Yeah. And I'm not a chemist, so the odds are, you know, I am I might be wrong, but I can't prove I'm wrong. That's true. How can anyone yeah. prove you're wrong, really? Oh, look. Sean, Eric, it's all about the sick point. I don't even know what that is. I'm drinking Sam Adams. They're slim, Sammy. tiny little can. They're cans. Uh... Uh, look nothing like me. They're tall and slender. But are they handsome like you? Oh, they're adorable. Yeah. 
Uh, Sean has they, had uh, two 9.5 so far. And one seven percent. Oh shit! Sean's gonna be lit before I finish my three beer mug. All right. Well, you went first last week, correct? Hang on. Would um, if we're in a cosplay as Dusty and Sapphire. <laughs> Baby, my sweet sapphire, my sweet squeezer. I'm sucking and jiving. Uh, electric boogaloo. No, 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 no. How, how are we working this out? Who's who? I just figured I was dusty, but if you wanna, if you wanna be dusty, I'll be sweet sapphire. Well, I thought I was already dusty. I just do the and, voice. But we're gonna have to do a lot of. Hey, baby, let's get funky like a monkey, my sweet We're sapphire. We're a lot of prosthetics, and I'm pretty sure you're going to get in trouble doing sapphire, so. Listen, what we've learned is if you play someone, it doesn't need to be, you don't need to, to match race. You can play the white, well, if we just both wear a whole bunch of polka dot shit, they'll oh, get it. So you can be the white, thin male uh, sapphire. Yeah, but I'm, I'm dusty. You're, you keep saying I'm sapphire, but. Baby. No, I thought I was dusty because you last week or two days ago. As of two days ago, I was rocking polka dots, and now all of a sudden, now you're oh, dusty. That's right, baby. We're gonna put you in polka dots. You're gonna look good. You're gonna go so over. That's right. I like polka dots. I want the puppies too. Oh yeah. I was gonna be dusty, and you were gonna be gold dust at the most awkwardly asexual oh. uh, pinnacle of his character. Baby, I don't know what you're doing, and you're my son, so I love you no matter what. But this seems kind of like a weird gimmick. <laughs> you sure Vince ain't still trying to rib me? I got it. You'll be androgynous. It's still, I mean. You know, at one point, he was going to get breast implants. What a pro. I know, right? That's fucking dedication to the gimmick. It it was honestly it's the greatest moment of any Royal Rumble when you hear when when like the film look kicks in right. and the music hits the the shutter goes on the camera like, it, like if I went through if I watch a Royal Rumble and I don't see Goldust show up for no reason whatsoever I was pissed like in and out in three seconds that's Goldust I just, it was all about the intro I was all about just the music cues I don't care about anything hey, else he's still one of my favorite wrestlers of all time I love Goldust. Oh, absolutely. He's uh, and I love Dustin Runnels right now. Whatever he's doing in AEW, that match he had with Cody was fucking amazing. Um, because I, I don't know, I thought he brought it with Goldust. I thought his whole shtick was hysterical and amazing. Oh, it was great. It was it was like he, he took it, and whereas anyone else, most guys didn't. I mean, w w do you really want to be a pig farmer as far as your gimmick goes? Henry um, O. Godwin, by God. But, uh, yeah, he, he took it and made it his own, and he made it work. Oh, Because he believed yes. it, because he, he truly made it. Like, any anyone else, like, you half-ass some of those gimmicks, and, yeah, of course they're corny. Yeah, Goldust right. could be very, clearly a awkward, corny character that you would just write off, but because he, you know... It lasted, so like, effort. 25 years. Like, that's a fucking... Yeah. That's a that's a gimmick. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's not even it's not even a rad years gimmick. He's still like it, e it even just ended like three years ago. He still has that 
a little bit of that in him, you know? All right. Well, I mean, he, Gold Dust just ended like a couple, three years ago, but yeah. it started in 94, I believe. 94, 95. Like that. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's yes. Bad, you know? My Undertaker. He's going to wear the polka dots. And. See, again, you'd be Paul Bear, but I could do the voice. Actually, I think you'd be a better Undertaker. Would... I can sit up like that, despite the fact that I'm morbidly obese. <laughs> You're not morbidly obese. Scientifically, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mantar, he's got hooves. That's me and a I have a Mantar pin from Zombie Sailor. Very subtle, Mrs. Esther House. I'll be Mr. Sanderson, and you'll be Mrs. Esther House. It's not just good, it's gone. <laughs> Keep your eye on the fruit. Keep your eye on the fruit. <laughs> hey, little vermin. I've got prost. I got mass produced processed patient treats. Twinkies, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great movie. I don't know how people don't like it. If you have never seen Caddyshack 2, give it a watch and then come back and tell me. <laughs> Just appreciate its nuances. It's Robert Stack. Uh, I'm not hungry. No, have something. Uh, <laughs> take a tuna on wheat. Don't have it. <laughs> hey, he might sound crazy, but he might have been right about the aliens all along. So I'm gonna start taking him a little more seriously. Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. Of course he is. I never doubted him. You know, I never, I never, I always believe it. I believe in the multiverse, so I'm, I'm full on. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. But. <clears throat> I'm not a religious man. I'm, I believe in science, and science is crazier. <laughs> I should have brought the Keurig down here. God damn it. I should have brought the kegerator up here. God damn it. Hmm. Okay, uh, I go first, I believe, since you went last week. And, um, oh, yeah, last week. Last week. Uh, so uh, my first pick is about rainy days in uh, the summer and how we spent them. And by last week, I meet Monday. And you're finding high prices, but not finding toys. And you're sad, and you're blue, and you're tired of running round. Let Lionel Kitty City turn that frown upside down. Upside down. With that selection, upside down. Lionel Kitty City makes it easy for you. Their prices and selection are among the best around. Let Lionel Kitty City turn that frown upside down. Oh boy. Remember rainy days in the summer? Yeah. It was like, oh fuck. Day ruined. I mean, you could only play I, unless you prepared for them, unless you had like video games ready. I mean, mm -hmm. there were there were some rainy days that beat the non-rainy days, like all day playing like 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 setting up all your action figures and having like a giant 
a melee, um, while you watch a fucking Batman 66 marathon on the family channel. Oh, that sounds like a good, I want that. I want to do that right now. (laughs) Um, but the, the good days were when my mom was like, all right, it's raining. Y'all can't go out. So I could force you to go shopping with me. So of course you're going to have to go to the bad stores, but occasionally, you know, you you always get to go to Bradley's There's a toy section, snack bar, snack bar. Uh, and then <clears throat> occasionally my mom would drag us down to Kids R Us, which is the clothes store that was fun-ish. It was still kind of lame, but... Yeah, it had uh, Star Trek control panels all over the place. Right. It, it just had old Grass Valley switchers everywhere. <laughs> um, Star Wars. That Sorry. I ruined your joke. Cause I don't yeah, know, I knew where you were going with it. I don't know Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, they just had big clunky buttons too that you know was able to transport a starship you know across the galaxy. Oh yeah, right. Uh, but occasionally we go. So we since we were in the area, everything used to be in one area when we were kids. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. like now. I barely go to the what they call the Golden Mile of our area, MacArthur Road. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up on it. You so grew like, up on it. Yeah. But we rarely went. You know, I, I mean, not rarely went. We always went. But now I rarely go. Because, you know, there's there's targets. It's a shit show. Well, it's oh, I think it's always been a shit show, Squeezer. It's always been a shit show. Well, it's one of those <laughs> things because growing up in that area, like you knew all the back roads. So the only time you would ever be on it is when you crossed over it. And like, even if it took longer, dad pri- prided himself on not being on it because he was using someone's driveway, you know, <laughs> to get the best. Right. Best was a catalog store. Um, so uh, it, we'd go over to that area, and, and there was a toy store. Of course, Toys R Us was over there, but Toys R Us was on the other side of MacArthur Road, so it was mm-hmm. much easier. And then, like, the mall was over there. But we, so, like, we, if you take the back roads, you could come up on, on the side of MacArthur Road uh, closest to our house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the Parkland side, I would say. Uh, like uh, either uh, Mock Junk or Shot Avenue. Right, the, even though it's a One side your high school's on, I still call it the Parkland side, because yeah, because our our school is basically in your park, school. Like if, if you're in, if you're standing like on our football field, you're practically you in Parkland. The visitor stand, <laughs> yeah. the visitor side, and there's apartments. Those are the other schools. Right, <laughs> those kids go to another school. So yeah, you're the I, I always called. So it, our my mom wouldn't want to cross MacArthur Road. That's where Toys R Us. That's where the two malls were. So the KB oh. Toy Stores, both of them, and the Toys R Us were on the other side of MacArthur Road. But there was this Those dirty Fullerton kids. Exactly, there was this magical toy store on our side, next to a furniture store behind the Bradleys called Lionel Kitty City, and it was kind of like a warehouse. It was a dirty old store. Oh, it was fantastic. And they they dealt in liquidation just like KB Toy Store did in their later years. KB Toy Store originally wasn't liquidators, and it wasn't until uh, in the mid '90s that they got into the liquidation game uh, when they bought like liquidated stock, which was what KB went came to be known for, like the six for ten action figures. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, on a rainy, a good rainy day, and if we were good, there was an occasion that we'd go to 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 Kitty City and. You know, occasionally I, I remember I, I, I just remember like vivid moments of getting uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figures. I got tattoo there, the big sumo guy. Mm-hmm. He played Yokozuna. 
uh, in my wrestling collection. But I, I remember I could remember being in the aisle, picking him off the rack. I had the vivid memory of doing it all. I remember buying uh, um, one of my Capital Critter toys there for like $2. It was liquidated. Wow. Uh, I remember getting, um, and this was on a rainy day in the summer we got these, our, our Fisher-Price uh, what are what are those fucking hit clips? Or uh, I talked about it so much now I can't remember what the fuck they're called. Um, shit. Uh, the they're little tape players by Fisher Price. Fisher, I, I've talked about it. Price, nineteen eighties single song tape player. Oh, pocket rockers. There it is. So we got our pocket rocker sets there. And my brother and I Sounds that night. Personal. <laughs> we were so excited. And and then like the rain subsided and we went to my grandparents' house. My grandfather was like the proto nerd of all of us. Mm-hmm. Um and uh we went in to show him and he just thought it was like the coolest thing. Um <clears throat> yeah, but J- Jason lived you lived out in Easton, uh uh, we were right there, so you just we just went the back roads right there. Uh, do you guys go back to the Paragon during the summer just to play basketball and stuff? Uh, well, see, the parks. I I lived in a strange area. I want all the parks behind the Toys R Us. Oh, I grew up on. I mean, that was my go-to. I, I that's my first pick is actually about the the pool there, and no, I grew up. I I. Played, I pissed my pants playing baseball there. I sat on the bench playing baseball there. I fell off the 12-foot slide playing baseball there. Um, no, I, I lived at that park. And there were basketball courts. They never had nets. Hmm. Um, but they did have handball courts. So we'd be down there playing, just throwing the ball at the wall, basically playing red butt uh, all the time. Like like the caged in, like basically a tennis court with a concrete wall going up the middle. They had a bunch of those. And they had this weird bear that was a concrete, that was a steel disc on a concrete, like, uh, slab that was, like, off canter. And you hang on and spin, and it would whip you in a certain way that there's no way you can do it and not vomit. Jeez. It was fantastic. It was the last thing that they didn't remove after they redid the whole playground. They left that because I think it was just so big and heavy and dense, like, they couldn't remove it. It was like those like concrete silos in Copley that they couldn't demolish because they were like just full of concrete. <laughs> we went one summer to Kitty City on a rainy day. It was rainy in the morning, and my um, <clears throat> mom bought me uh, a Raphael Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Raphael uh, storage cell turtle, where he had a, a Ooh, his shell nice. opened up and he had extra weapons that would store in his shell. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. And then she went to work. She worked at the church and the school we went to. And we were playing in the grass. And I don't know what the fuck I did, but I left him there. And he was gone. I was devastated. Aww. I know. Poor boy. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I think I had storage shell Donnie. Uh, I had Because he couldn't fit the bow in there. Yeah, I had Raph. Raph was my man for a while. I liked Donatello, but Raph, after the movie, I just for some reason, I liked Raph. Mm-hmm. So, uh, other days were filled with like Nintendo marathons and um, 
you know, watching video marathons or getting getting your mom to take you to block, Blockbuster. That was like a, a dad thing for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like dad will take you to Blockbuster. But occasionally we could twist my mom's arm and get her to take us to Blockbuster. But generally, that's how we spent our summer rainy days. Mr. Squeezer. Yeah. You teased your first pick. Let's get to it. Torpedo could have taught me how to swim. I wouldn't have to have gone through swimming in that pool where we just spoke of. Hmm. Um, yeah, did you take uh, the like official summer swimming classes like with mommy or daddy? <laughs> okay, silly question. I don't uh, think my did dad they just throw and... you in the river and hope you made it back to shore. Yeah, I still don't not? think I don't know if my mom and dad know how to swim. I'm, I'm being serious. Uh, well, they didn't have to because they just take you in like the three foot section. They stand there while they hold you up. Yeah, we did, we only went in pools. At my my uncle had one, but we rarely went. We only went in like actual pools that you could drown in, like drown standing up in. Let's say you know, like we gotcha. had the eighteen inch kitty pool in our backyard, filled up That's three days. You didn't a have a lot of public pools out that way. No, we did. They just. Very exclusive and not for uh, lower, oh. upper, oh, lower like, middle class like, people. Like public, but like they weren't just like no, there's the community park where you just kind of. The only one was Rose Gardens, and we weren't going there. Oh. You find a fucking, uh, what was it, Baby Ruth bar in the middle of the pool? <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's not a Baby Ruth bar. Um. um yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, we I, didn't. We we if it wasn't it wasn't at the the motel we were staying at for two days at the beach, then. <laughs> no, we we lived and died by the the public pool system. Uh, we had the membership, you know. You saved the little card. It was like the first card you got. It was like the the library card and the the pool card, that you can go in and uh, then pay like a dollar for. a a tray of soggy Doritos of awful cheese, which God, and and, and, you, and then that 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 blend with the chlorine and with it, and then and then the sunburn to go with it while you're just sitting there eating your nachos. Oh, that's so good! And then you take your, the you get the popsicle with the two sticks on it, and you sharpen them on the concrete and get a rubber band and make little switchblades out of them. Wait, what? Oh, what do you make switchblades out of? Repeat that. Oh, you take you get a popsicle like the one you got to get one with the two popsicle sticks, right? Right, like a double pop. You can break yeah. in half. Yep, yep, yep. You take that. You, you devour that. Sure. And then you take one of them, and on the concrete at the pool, you start running one edge, like the, take the tip of it and run it down one side, and then flip it over and do the other. Like you file and you sharpen it. Sharpen it to you, a point. You make a you prison shift. To a point. Then you put them together at like. You know, you, you sandwich them together, like, with an inch to go, wrapping a rubber band around it. And then you fold the one down, and you can walk around, and you let it go, and damn, you got a, bam, you got a switchblade with a pointy little stabby thing. 
I don't know what's going on in Fullerton, but uh, well, we would go to hockey because Fullerton was kind of shady. Hockey. I uh, our our uh, the little eighteen right, inch the the little eighteen inch pool outside our house that my parents put up for like three days a year that was like minus thirty degree temperature water. Uh, mm-hmm. No one ever had uh, popsicle switchblades at that pool. Oh, uh, they were the best. Then they they'd take them for you from you fucking lifeguards then you realize those lifeguards were only like 14 15 right uh but the big thing was the the swimming classes and the best thing that came with them though were the little kickboards um so since you didn't take classes or anything you probably never had like an officially sanctioned uh piece of uh foam cut kickboard that you like hung on to while you like frantically kick your feet and try to push yourself across the pool no i pretty much taught myself how to swim and didn't learn the bait like the intricacies of it till uh, i was in high school when they taught us uh, yeah i i consider myself a pretty good swimmer i did the mile swim and all that i'm actually a really good swimmer now too even as a even as, even as a chubby little kid uh, i'm quite buoyant that it helps <laughs> um and i also i like to swim so that that helps and it helps not like and you freak out if you get water in your eyes, and yeah. I like to swim but in anyway, the, the ocean and ride waves, body surf. So they had these boogie boards. They weren't even boogie boards; they were kickboards. So they're a lot smaller. It's just enough, like the size of your forearms, to hold on to to keep you upright. Um, and they, you, you'd share them with the community. They were like communal boogie boards that you know the kids can, that they'd use for classes. But if you had cool lifeguards, they'd let you take them out to play with at times, too. You know, so, like, you bring your own fun shit to the pool, but that you can get, like, the stuff from, like, you know, you can get the kickboards and shit. Like, well, why would you want a kickboard? And first of all, there's, like, teeth marks in them. That's so it's good like, shit. Like, a great white shark, like, bit into it, which is just children biting into these communal pieces of foam, hmm. um, which I'm sure some of those teeth marks are mine. Mm. Um, but they made great chairs. If you were like in the pool and wrestling, like <laughs> doing, they made gr- awesome headshots because they were so loud and they go flying and bounce right off your head, and it wouldn't hurt. It was hilarious. Um, so you try doing like Van Daminators and like Arabian <laughs> Face Busters with them, and then they take them away. But yeah, then <laughs> you just start using them as chairs, and we just beat the shit out of each other with them. And they made the loudest. It was this wonderful smacking noise. They were so loud when it hit the water. Um, that it would just devastate your eardrums. Uh, but the best and vicious use of these things. You take it. Now, it's it floats, right? It's foam. It's quite buoyant. So you say. And if it's in the water, it pops right up. But you take that thing and hold it down, like, real low, like, at your knees... And you wait until your friend comes up to you, and you're holding it by the bottom, so like the tip of it is up, and you just kind of let this thing go, and it's like a, it's like a NASA rocket going right out of the water, right up to their chin, hmm. just, and you just basically European uppercut them with a boogie board. <laughs> it was so much fun, because it would really jack up their face. It it was quite painful. I've had it happen to me. So I can take pleasure in knowing that I did to my friends as well. Uh, that, that was it was a good time uh, hurting. Did you rock learning utensils? And... 
Ishmael wants to know if you did did you rock the pool with your friend and make a pool spill over? I don't know what they mean by that. Is that like an above ground pool thing? Because I'm a big proponent of above ground pools. I want to get an above ground pool in my yard. I, my friend Matt had an above ground pool. And man, we lived in that fucking thing. Those are luxurious. Uh, the, pe- the people that uh, we we bought the house from removed their above ground pool. Uh, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, well, yeah, they're eyesores. <laughs> it's, I, and I want, I, the last thing I want to do is get home from work, take care of the pool, do the chemical Oh, come things, on, you kidding shit, me? It, and then not get in it. That's like the zen of it, though. Like taking care of your lawn, taking care of the pool. I want to take care of my my tools. I want to go and wax my table saw, and then you know, uh, go out and 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 cook meat on my grill and pick my herbs. I, I, the pool thing, I, I'm. I think I would be right at home with a pool. Uh, go I go gotta, for it. Gotta go clean it. I got a jacuzzi. I gotta fucking take care of. I'm not too thrilled about. Where's your jacuzzi? Down on the, there's a big slab off the deck. It's huge. You could fit like ten people, yeah, or me. You have a whirlpool, like a hot uh, tub, an outdoor hot tub. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, come check it out. Yeah, it, it's your. You come. It, I'll tell you what. If you you want to come, just hang out and get drunk and pass out and drown in my hot tub. Uh, <laughs> feel free. Uh, Todd was a fairly good swimmer. He actually lived right down the street from the pool. Because of my dead man's trigger, I know you'll revive me and make sure I don't drown in your hot tub. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yes, Jason, wax a table saw. That's something you do. That's not That's not code for anything. I want to go wax my table saw. Jason also knows why you won't let me drown in your hot tub. <laughs> yep. Fucking you're a genius. <laughs> Evil genius. Could Todd swim? They want to know. Yeah, no, no, he, he was a pretty good swimmer. But the best part of the pool, too, is, like, there was a bridge over a creek, or if you're from that area, a crick, which I don't know how you get crick at a creek, but whatever, you're in hockey, uh, was there was a creek that ran, like, underneath the bridge that you have to walk over to get to the pool. Mm-hmm. And then you just go and hang out in the creek getting crayfish and throwing rocks at each other uh, <laughs> while, like, your mom and sisters went to the pool. There was crayfish in the crick and hockey? Yeah. Oh, we get them all the time. Huh. Like not edible ones, right? I mean, you could. Not like uh, them up. those delicious Look. Delaware catfish that Charlie and Frank were eating. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you get little crawd daddies. You go get an RC Cola, a three-liter uh, RC Cola uh, jug and make a, a crayfish trap. Throw it in the water. You'll get a couple. Oh, the rich guy buy an RC and not Wise brand. <laughs> You need that three liter. You need the bigger lid. Yeah, that's what Wise Brand was the three liter. Oh, do they do three uh, three liter too? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mister Mister Moneybags here with his RC cola. <laughs> yeah. With his RC, that's a Simpsons joke. Come on. Yeah. Yes. Royal Crown Cola. You set yourself <laughs> up for that. I don't. Oh, but yes, uh, my neighbors do have a big fancy. I don't need a uh, pool because my neighbors who. Uh, haven't moved in yet. We'll see. Uh, they have a big, fancy uh, in-ground pool with all kinds of accoutrement around it. So Wait, is that at. the place I was looking at renting? That's no, a- no. That would be sick, though, because 
literally we could just Wilson each other right. and just talk over the fence. Or I would just rip the fence down. For $6,000 a month, I could rent a gigantic house right by Squeezer. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I'll just rent it and we can walk to each other's house. <laughs> it would be the worst investment, I think, in the planet. Probably, who, yeah. Who, who rents a mansion? <laughs> well, I don't live in a mansion, but... The kitties. Well, they're they're... They're, they're nice size houses. It's a nice size house. It's definitely an upgrade from what I had before, yeah. both in size and the fact that it was made in this century. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, doodle, Snickerdoodle not, could use the Not even round. last century. Jesus. Hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So should we move on to mine? That second pick? Oh, damn. The, the moon. We need more coffee soon. The moon is waning. All right. So when I was a kid, uh, one of the perks of summers, especially as I got a little older, uh, like 12-ish, was staying up all night. Tonight, Dave's in Los Angeles with Candace Bergen, Elvis Costello, and the attractions, plus Magic Johnson. You folks are looking at a dead man. So I'm talking... I, I, the, the, I'm going to describe uh, a summer night Roughly from 1994, I was 12 years old, and these are the memories I could I can make. For some reason, I remember 1994 better than any other year. Maybe because I was so pissed about the baseball strike. <laughs> um, so uh, <clears throat> during school nights, like you're going to bed like eight nine o'clock. Uh, mm-hmm. During the summer, like nine ten, maybe eleven o'clock, right? When you're younger, yeah, yeah, it it was definitely dark by the time to like get your ass inside. Yeah, and there was some like rare nights in between, but that's generally like, all right, get to bed. It's you know it's late. As you like, as soon as you're like twelve, somebody like ten, eleven, twelve. The older you get, your parents just want you like. Well, first of all, your parents just want you in bed, you know, to so you leave them the hell alone. Yeah. Um. But then, uh, you know, I remember when I turned 12, my parents were more like, just don't stay up too late. <laughs> we're going to bed. <laughs> For me, that was just an invitation to watch the sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it always started like any summer day when you're 12. You know, you're kind of like you're starting like preteen. You're doing things alone in your room that we've talked about before. You're not outside as much. Y- yeah, sure. Uh, so, um, you know how I talked about like creeping through the house so you don't wake your parents up? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, and it, it comes full circle cause then you do it again. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to wake and change yourself or yeah, you do the kids up. So yeah, I, I, I do it again. Like you, you stop the microwave before it beeps. Like I'll, I'll drop like 50 pans and she won't wake up, but I'm worried about the beep of the microwave. Yeah. Well, I always do that because I pretend if it beeps, the world blows up. Sure, sure. But it, that's ingrained in us from when we were kids, and our mom would wake up from the beep of the microwave. Yeah. So um, we had a, the bi-level house, which is basically a ranch house that's, like, lifted up so the basement's above ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was no basement, but so you had to walk up a, le- a set of stairs to go into the front door. Your, your front door was basically in between your first and s- second levels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, 
where I would live these times where you go downstairs to the left, my dad like like uh, finished and walled off half of the garage and made it a computer room. And this was the, this was where I lived. This was, there was a television there. The computer was in there. That's where that was my den of iniquities. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's where I'd uh, like sneak food down to. It's where I would stay up all night. So just let's talk about a summer evening at 12 years old in 1994. So let's say 530. I'm probably outside playing still. Um, but my mom made barbecue, like grilled barbecue, like chicken breasts in the summer a lot. Ate corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I, I didn't make barbecue, but I made grilled chicken tonight, marinade, grilled chicken, corn on the cob, and uh, double cheddar mashed potatoes tonight so you know i'm a fan of grilled chicken and corn to cob summer dinners grilled oh yeah so knowing that barbecue grilled chicken was making i'm not going to want to miss that i'm going to get i'm going to you smell that from a mile away you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so you eat dinner the wonder years might be on by 6 30 or reruns but you get back outside we've got 90 minutes of sunlight Let's say like late June, like early July. Uh, so it's it's like it's at it like the the sun is um, uh, out later than normal. So you could probably be out till like nine nine eight thirty nine o'clock till it starts dark outside. But once it's once it's dark and you know you played in the swing set, you ran around like crazy. You're sweaty little bastard. My dad had this like. It, it was about the size of like, think of like a, the biggest iPhone you can get, but like maybe double it. And it had like a fan in it and a light and it had like this like air freshener thing. And it was like this little portable pocket fan. It was like one of those gifts you get for Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we thought this was like a portable handheld air conditioner and we'd fight over like, ah, oh, like it's, it's like cooling properties of this fan. And, you know, you're catching lightning bugs. You're, you're having the time of your life. Aww. You know, you go in at 10, and you're, my parents, uh, hold on, I pulled up what was on request that night. I'm pretty sure they are watching The Three Musketeers on request pay-per-view. The 94 movie. The other movies that were available were Rudy, Shortcuts, The Fugitive, The Pelican Brief, Tombstone, The Piano, My Life, the Arab there, Geronimo, Remains of the Day, Robocop 3, The Harvest, Carlito's Way, A Perfect World, The Beverly Hillbillies, which if it was on that night, my dad would have been watching, Cool Runnings, Malice, Man's Best Friend, and Iron Will. And this is off a ad for our company. Hmm. I, 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 I found it. So that night on uh, David Letterman, which was a, a big thing for me. So once my, my parents were like, all right, I'm going to bed. Um, you guys don't stay up too late. You know, they go, they go up in their room. My brother was 14 at the time. He immediately retreated to his room. And this is 94, so I was like 11 going on 12. My brother, let's say it's July 1st, he's about to turn 14. So he didn't want anything to do with me. He had his radios and his old computers in his room. He just would go in there. and Oh, he's just too cool for you, huh? Sure. I'm sure that's all he was doing in his room with the door locked. <laughs> but it, at this point, it's 1130. And I made it up late for David Letterman. 
And on July 1st in 1994, I don't know if it was rerun or not, but Phil Collins was on The Late Show with Dave Letterman. Whoa. At 11.30 on Shibiyush. Uh Dick Cavett had Julia Roberts. Uh, Kim Basinger, Kenny Rogers, and Phoenix Sun player Charles Barkley appear on The Tonight Show, which was in a rerun. But Phil Collins doesn't say I was in a rerun. Um, Andrew Shu and Dr. Joyce Brothers are on Late Night with Conan O'Brien, which is in repeat. Oh, because it's summer. Yeah. It's summer, yeah, but it doesn't... What was Letterman doing doing live shows? I think he did in the summer. That's why I watched it. Oh, he didn't do all summer. So um, I'd, I'd flip probably because the Phillies were playing and, you know, um, TBS always had the Braves. So the Braves were playing the Marlins. Mm-hmm. And after the Braves played, the WCW Clash of Champions came on. So I usually turned that. That was like late night wrestling on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. So I'd always turn that on. And... Um, Maybe I'd watch X Files. Um, Ooh, that's uh, too scary for me. Leading up to it, uh, but I'd probably just be watching the Phillies. They were on at ten o'clock. So yeah, ten o'clock. I would switch between because they were playing in Los Angeles, and that was my favorite. If I got to stay up late and watch the the Dodgers games, so this was the night they the game went really long, and they played like till like three in the morning. I love them. They play in Los Angeles. I still, I mean, I still do because like you get home from work and you're able to put it on and watch a full game. You mm-hmm. you know what that is? That's like. Oh yeah, it's great. So uh, Clash of Champions would come on at ten thirty after or whenever the Braves game was over. So I'd be so pop. I, I see someone so many Dodgers and like L.A. Kings games. <laughs> I didn't watch King. I didn't watch hockey when I was a kid. Um, you know, of course, Comedy Central had Kids in the Hall going and Saturday Night Live. It's uh, a lot of good television late at night on July 1st, 1994. Um, so, uh, you know, then, uh, you watch Letterman and I always felt so adult watching Dave Letterman. I don't know why. Even though he basically acted like a child, but he did, yeah. and but that he, he re, it that, was that's what was so endearing. And we talked about this before why our parents liked Leno, but we liked Letterman, yes, exactly. He was acting like a kid, yes. If a child had a, uh, a, uh, a late night talk show, that's what he would do, he would just throw shit out windows and you know. So, I used to do this thing when I watched the Phillies where I'd lay. With my, I'd lay on the ground. My back was on the ground, but my legs were like up against the wall. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I, I'd throw a ball up in the air and catch it. And I'd be like playing baseball. I'd like, I'd like, more in Danny Line Drive. He catches it. You know, and, and uh, yeah. like I'd be playing around with the game with like a, a softer baseball. And then um, I had like 50 different. Uh, so in 94, I was probably r- like really buying. X-Men was, like, huge, but I was probably buying the Child's Play crossover event before Age of Apocalypse. So I had that, like, laid out all over my floor. I always had comics when I was watching baseball because it was something – baseball is a, a sport where you could, like, do two things at once. Oh, yeah. So when the yeah. game would lull, I'd, like, I'd read comics or 
I'd play on the, the computer and I, I, I just remember um, X-Force 32, uh, Child's Play 1 of 4. I just remember reading that night when it, when it went until like the 11th inning. I was like, oh shit, this is going to be a late night. I'm pretty sure this was July 1st, 1994. So 1 a.m. rolls and it's time for a snack, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. This is what we talked about. Like sneaking out and uh, like going as being as quiet as you like. You're loud as fuck downstairs, but when you're going for the snack, like this is when you, the kitchen was upstairs, like maybe 30 feet from my parents' bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I'm going for like a Kool Aid burst, maybe a uh, Purple Source Rex juice box, a Sips Ooh. iced tea juice box. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm definitely going for some Pringles Ridges and I'm going to microwave a Hormel bacon cheeseburger. It tasted like cardboard, but being able to make fast food in your microwave at 1 a.m., you don't fucking <laughs> care what it tastes like. You know what I mean? I'm still a dude to this day. Exactly. Yeah. Now like it comes full circle. Um, I could go for an Elio's pizza right now. I have some in my freezer. You suck. 2 a.m., the snack is a success, but it doesn't wake your soul. The only thing at 2 a.m. that could like feed your soul is a Ron Popeil infomercial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing else anyone should be watching at 2 a.m. No. Finally, you know, you wake up at like 5.08 on the floor of the computer room. The sun's coming up. And you got to sneak up to bed, but you quick chug some Sunny D like you spent the whole night drinking booze, but you didn't. <laughs> you, dr- you chug the Sunny D right out of the bottle. The, the eight-year-old hangover. Right, exactly. The 12-year-old hangover at this point. I spent the whole night doing absolutely nothing, but enjoyed every fucking second of it. Like I, so Those nights yeah. meant so much to me that I still remember them vividly to this day, 30-some years later. Um, the late nights, I'm still a a late night guy. Like I'm not a morning person. You know this. Mm -hmm. Um, well, no, I've never seen you in one, so maybe you are. (laughs) What is that? A dig? No, sir. Are you taking a shot at me? No. Don't make me call Christy. Jason's laughing. Oh man. But yeah, no, no. There's definitely there's so much value in doing nothing all night long. Yes. Uh, when the temperature drops and the moisture in the air begins to fall to the the sweet dewy smell of the God. There's just it it it, it takes you back to those nights where you you wished would never end and the summers seem to last forever, mm-hmm. and now they just go by in an instant. And yep. Don't laugh, Jason. Don't fucking laugh. All right. You know what? I'm the boss. I come in whenever the fuck I want. I don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> I don't have to come in at all. But you guess what? You do or you're fired. Our next live show, I'm making you join the Kiss My Ass Club. <laughs> I got to find out who waxes Vince's ass, though. It's always so smooth. It is shiny. <laughs> it's just perfect. And I'm going to make you dress up like JR and like uh, fake Bell's Posse, too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but we're role playing, Squeezer. 
All right, all right, fine. <laughs> you have to dr- figure out how to droop half your face. Yeah, summer is pretty much over. Yeah, like August would hit, and you're like, oh, no. All right, well, I yeah. spent the last 40 minutes of the show talking about one topic, Squeezer, so. I don't know if we're going to get 10 in tonight. <laughs> uh, here's your next pick. I thought I was being clever until it occurred to me. What? Uh, using the junkyard dog for playing around in junkyards. Oh, we did see a 60-plus-year-old woman running in the street in front of a car to get a baseball. That was thrilling. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so proud. So proud. Uh, woo! Yeah, you did it! Yay! Everyone, everyone's a winner. Um. Yeah, I, I think I've talked about this before because uh, my cleverness knows no bounds. It does not. Um, but yeah, I grew up, my grandparents' house at the end of their alley, it was just, there was a time and place where you could just dump shit. Like, there were no rules. And like, at the end of their alley, it just ended. And that was the dump. It's where people just took their shit. It was an open field. And like, oh, you had a shitty car, you dragged Wait, it up there. Wait, they took their shit as in their belongings. They didn't take a shit. Like, uh, like a, a, they didn't defecate there, right? I mean, who knows? It's a junkyard. Um, but, like, you got, like, one of those scary, uh, like, latching refrigerators that, like, children get trapped in. Eh, just throw it up there. You know? Oh, you got, you got a... a uh, an air conditioner with the Freon drained out of it, dump it up there. Oh, you got a jug full of Freon? Ah, dump it up there. Uh, it was, uh, oh, just, I, uh, and it wasn't, like, garbage, like, trash. It, wa- it wasn't, like, your, like, your kitchen waste. So it wasn't, like, rotten food. It was just heaps of scrap metal that you can just climb around in. Hmm. And just pull shit out of. And then you try building, and then you, like, take it home. Like, oh, look at this cool thing I found. And then you try to make something out of it. What would you make? And then the British made a TV show out of it, <coughs> which was fantastic. And then we made it awful. What, but Storage Wars? No, no. It used to be, it was, uh, in the U.S. it was called Junkyard Wars. Uh, oh, so. The, I, 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 that's why I was watching when you told me, hey, turn the Flyers game on. Uh, um, oh, no, that show was, that show was great. Where, like, they take two teams and they'd be in a junkyard full of garbage with some random fully functional parts that they could use to make something. Um, and yeah, and then they had to like try to build something to have all the scrap. It was fun. But we did, that's what we were doing like as kids. We'd take like car doors and shit and like try to build forts out of it and uh, build smaller cars out of larger broken down cars. I I always wanted to buy the sets of instructions out of Boy's Life and have a, a flying a little my own flying plane I could fly around the uh, neighborhood in. I know, wasn't that so bad? Um, I was an idiot. Yeah, it's not. I don't think you can ever. I wish you did find that right. Like, can we actually get those plans and try making that thing? 
I did find that. We can get those plans. Yeah. I'm sure the plans are on the internet somewhere. I'm, I'm sure they're out there. I'm pretty sure you need like a TIG welder and... <laughs> what? Know, let's get Admiral to do it. A what welder? TIG. What? I don't... It, it's, it's a gas welder. Oh. Uh, yeah, but we, I would spend uh, a good chunk of my time just rolling around in scrapyards. And and the best, the one year uh, my neighbors cleaned out their house. I don't know if they either died, divorced, or something. Anyway, there was a need for a dumpster. And it was the best dumpster dive because it was literally two doors up. So we just walk up, and just every day there was something new to find. And we just found, like, these jars of chemicals. We didn't know what they did. So we're like, fuck it. We, we mix them together and put them in those little uh, flower stem water holders, those little green things. And we'd mix these chemicals in it and put the lids back on. And we'd smash them. They would pop. It was pretty cool. Well, I, don't, I have no idea what it was. Dangerous. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, I told you you had your dad uh, answer the question. I used to go back to the stockpile and smash uh, <laughs> dirt glass containers of dirt and i had no idea what they were yeah like like it's like the mutagen cylinder <laughs> right dude i was like uh, oh yeah those were nothing yeah and he's like oh those fucking kids i have to come in and sweep that shit up oh yeah um, no well they they could have been because they were core contamination samples <laughs> so it was them taking samples from the ground to see if there was like you know again freon or some <laughs> shit so maybe you smashed the fun one uh, odds are you just smashed a jar of dirt, but there's always a chance that, you know, you, you got something. I mean, uh, you know me. Odds are I smashed a, a jar of something that mutated me in some way. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry, I can't stop doing Vince tonight. I don't know why. Yeah. But, and, and yeah, <laughs> so it, it was just fun going around just trying to build shit out of, out of garbage that you find in the scrapyard and if you find a toilet and then sit on it that was always funny <laughs> it's always a good laugh to find yeah. a toilet and good sit trouble. on it yeah okay um i'm gonna do uh I, at some point i'm gonna need a bathroom break squeeze do you want to do it now or do you want me to do another one and, and then you do another one and then one what, uh, what? how about you do one and then we'll do one because I'm, I'm, we're getting there and I could use a little more coffee. So Okay, so I'm going to do one more and then we'll take a bathroom One more break. and then we're going to take a little break. Oh, we just plugged the break. Now people are going to know when to leave. No. And our advertisers aren't going to be able to monetize us. Too bad. No advertisers. None needed. So I'm talking about Saturdays in the summer squeezer. And mm -hmm. you'd, you'd think being off every day 
would make the weekends meaningless, but that wasn't the case at all. Uh, with parents that worked Monday through Friday, if we had any hope of a day trip or doing fun things that required a ride, my parents either had to take a vacation day or we waited for the weekends. Uh, mornings uh, on Saturdays were typical. Big bowl of cereal, not for you. I didn't fry up old pizza or whatever the hell you did. Uh, Fox <laughs> Kids, X-Men, Bobby's World, whatever. It's Sometimes there's reruns. You just get the fuck outside. 10 a.m. on Saturday, late June, get the fucking bikes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, a lot of the time we go to the our Little League field, Grand Lawn, and um, it was either wiffle ball or kickball. But if it was really hot, my friend and I would go to his above-ground pool right away. But then, you know, a trip to the Texaco gas station mini-mart was definitely a possibility. Maybe get a slush puppy. Maybe get a mm. wild cherry Pepsi. Maybe a Yoo-Hoo. Maybe a fucking iced tea Gatorade. I know it's kind of what you need in this heat. But uh, that was kind of the limit of where we were allowed to ride our bikes in those areas. As we got older... They opened up a Reader's Italian Ice uh, on Tillman Street, and that was like the furthest. That was like the pushing the limits to the bike ride. Stopping at this playground on Ooh, 19th. Oh wow, yeah, that's a bit of a haul for you. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad, but uh, you're like, you're like, that's like in town. Yeah, uh huh. But you could wow. take, but you can take all back roads to get that's there. All, yeah, it's all residential up to there. Because you didn't need to cross Tillman Street, you could all do all residential. That's why the parents mm-hmm. never really freaked out about it. But, the, of course, the rules were never ride across a busy street. You always hop off your bike and walk it across. Did you have the same rule? I had the rule. I didn't. Right. Yeah, you didn't follow it, but that was the rule. No. Always go in a group. Never go alone. And always, and this is the most important rule, stop at the playground. I was halfway between the house and Rita's for a quick swing and burn your fucking back and ass crack on that fucking sliding uh, aluminum sliding board. Ah, thank you for saying it. Mrs. Squeezer gives me shit for that all the time. It's a sliding board. <laughs> what does she, she call it? She, is it? It's just a slide. No, like, a why sli- would it be a sliding board? It's a sliding board. It's a sliding board. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that's a regional dialect, and most people on this are going to go, what the fuck are you trying to say? It's a sliding board. Which I didn't <laughs> think anything of it, but it's, it's a sliding board. I, I, I never thought until slide. you said it now. Got on the sliding oh, board. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to bring you in the uh, so comfort or question your childhood. Close captions just said, "RK, you're on auto vince mode because you had to keep talking yourself down Monday night." He's completely right. So if we were lucky, uh, one of our dads would fire up the grill and put some dogs on. I'm still a fan of hot dogs and hers potato chips. Oh shit! In the summer, how about you? Yeah, squeeze. Wait, say again? I, no, I just heard there was like a commercial. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, I accidentally hit the laptop. I said, if we were lucky, one of our dads would put fire up the grill and put some dogs on. Hot dogs mm-hmm. and hers potato chips, for me, was the meal of kings in the summer. Was, oh, yeah. I, I'm still a big fan of a hot dog. Like I love, I like Hatfield, but Burke's, because of Reading Phillies, they got me in the Burke's hot dogs, and they sell them at Weiss. I'm a... I'm a big fan of a hot dog. Oh, I I, I like a good uh, like Coke wagon hot dog, too, that comes off an unclean oh roller. Oh, my God. Those, they usually do Burks, too, I think, and they're just so yeah. fucking good. Mm-hmm. You wash it down with some Hugs juice barrels, 
or like a uh, like a Capri Sun or a juice box, and you got the uh, makings of an amazing summer Saturday. See, uh, I, sorry, I had to, I had to look up uh, sliding board, um, and it is a term, but it's uh, used in the Philadelphia area as well as other parts of the Mid Atlantic. She's from fucking Upper Darby. How does she not? Right, sliding board. Yeah, it's a sliding board. Yeah. All right, sorry. I never thought that was the dialect thing until just now. Yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> regional, I guess. So but, much so that the region that it's from, that she's from, doesn't even register. Huh. Unfortunately, yeah. like a lot of the time, squeeze area was like your mom and dad calling you, time to go to the store, go to your grandparents, uh-huh. go to cookouts. Because like I said, it's a double-edged sword. You can't do anything during the week, but you don't have to do anything during the week. On the yes. weekends, your parents kind of force you to go places. Sometimes you want to go. Sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking Russian roulette of being a kid in the, without a license. <laughs> sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel like uh, playing laser tag with uh, non-laser finger guns in the clothing store until your mom says she's going to kill you. Sometimes yep. you just mope. Uh, seeing the look of panic on their face when you're hiding in a rack somewhere and they can't find you. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. That's great. The payback that you feel one day. Here is Squeezers. Next pick. Homer, my hat goes off to you. It's cool in here, boy. For the rest of the summer, we can live inside the refrigerator. Homer, the fridge wasn't meant to be used this way. Although I must say, it's certainly refreshing. I got the idea when I noticed the refrigerator was cold. Won't this overload the motor? Marge, can you set the oven to cold? I got the idea when I realized the refrigerator was cold. Uh, every time when I need a clip and I start looking up Simpsons clips, I just want to go back and just rewatch like I've been. That's the only seasons that's three it, through nine. Only good, well, not the only, but the major good thing about Disney Plus. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for us, and I kind of just relived this for like the last like two months or so. Um, I get this mic up in my face. Um, like growing up, like we didn't have, we had, well, I guess we had a a built in air conditioner. Like it was like actually built into the wall. Right. Um, and that was in my parents' room and there was a time where that was it. Um, if you wanted to get cool, you open up the windows and turn the fan on. Um, and the only air conditioner was the one in their bedroom for at night on like those hot and humid nights. Right. So it was like a like a campout, like because everyone just you'd end up like I would sleep on like the foot of the bed or the floor. Uh, the sister got to, of course sleep in the bed with mom and dad, but yeah, I was the I was the dog in the group, um, and yeah, it was like a whole big family uh, slumber party in their room because it was the only room that you can go and actually breathe and sleep at night, because. Um, 
I'd be in my room and my mom would be like, oh, we just open up this window and you close that window and you put the box fan in and you have it blow it out and it circulates. The air is so nice and you'll have such a nice breeze. I'm like, mom, it's 98% humidity. You're basically going to make it rain in my room. Uh, yeah, so I would just give up, move on, and then go sleep on their floor. And there was nothing like that crisp, cool, like it was, it was like having like it was like sleeping in a wrapper of wintergreen gum. See, it uh, felt so nice. I am lucky in that uh, my my dad built our house with my my uncles, his brothers, and and then no way was it a a, 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 a wonderful. It was a it was a great house. I loved it to death. Mm. <clears throat> but he built he built it with central air. So yeah, we had central air growing up, and it was fantastic. Yeah. Well, this house was built. I want to say this one uh, is 1930s. I want to say that our our house growing up was built in like 38. I think ours was um, 79. My brother was born in 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it was like oh, it was it it was so refreshing, and eventually. We got there was then one window unit downstairs to cool the entire house, which it didn't. It was just enough to kind of suck out just a little enough humidity that it wasn't unbearable. Um, now I, I walk around my house I'm like, oh my god, it's the same temperature throughout my entire house. This is amazing. Um, but then of course, like the last two months leading up to our move, like I had two air conditioner, one air conditioner died, and then the other one I found mold in it, so I tossed them both. And in our old house, so I ended up sleeping on my kid's floor for like two and a half months because we had to give them the air conditioners. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. I thought it was because she couldn't fall asleep without you there, Squeezer. Well, it's it's both. Yeah. But it was, but I, I could have gotten her to sleep and then left and gone to my bed. But why would I want to do that and sleep in the swamp when I can just go in back into her room and crawl and sleep on the floor at one o'clock in the morning because I can actually breathe in there. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to miss that. Although, although there are fond memories of the family sleepover in the, uh, in the bedroom. And this is coming from a kid that likes to go camping. Like I like to sleep in a tent at night, but I also do enjoy the cool crispness. I never of, uh, once, never once slept in my parents' bedroom. I, ever. I, no, never. I mean, when I was when they brought me home from the hospital, I was in a crib in their bedroom, but never. Mm. I never wanted to leave my bed. I was never that person. Huh. Well, I to be fair though, it wasn't much of a bedroom for me because once my sister like cuz our house growing up only actually had two bedrooms in it. And uh my bedroom when I became probably like 6 or 7 was off my parents' room, and really, it was just a glorified walk-in closet. That's what mine was, um, too. So my room was off of theirs. So you had to walk through my parents' room to get to my room. Oh. Um, and that's where I slept. I think it was more of like a nursery. Uh, it, it was a poorly laid-out home, and it had carpeting in the bathroom. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I still loved it. Uh, great. I still have very fond memories of it. Found pic- it was for sale uh, recently. I found pictures of it uh, on uh, the Zillow, and uh, both heartbroken because they painted uh, a red brick house pink. Um, but they did a decent job on the inside, refinishing it. They did all right. Um, 
Um, but it still uh, just has the the same AC unit uh, that was uh, hanging out in my parents' uh, room, like sticking out of the wall. Is still there. I don't know if it still works. Uh, that thing's probably forty years old by now, or it's just a big hunk of metal stuck in the wall that uh, doesn't do anything anymore. Well, our house is my brother still. He bought my house from my parents, and it's. The air conditioner is broken every replaced, so he uses wall units now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I go, and he uses my old bedroom as a closet. So ah. yeah, that's apropos. Not, not a shrine. He should have it as a shrine. Yeah. But Squeezer, I was asleep through the nighter, and I'm a loner too. So. Uh, if I'm not sleeping through the night, the last thing I'm doing is going and sleeping in my parents' bed. My brother didn't do it either. It was only my sister who did it. Oh, uh, but you also like being hot and miserable. Right, I'm fine with that. <laughs> also, but you know, as a kid, I was I, when everyone else was asleep and I had the house to myself. That's when I was at my one hundred running one hundred percent. So. Last thing I was oh, gonna no, go. No, I agree. No, that's how I am too. Walking around in the balls of your feet, so you don't make a squeak. Right. Last yeah. thing I'm gonna do is go fucking sleep in my parents' room and wake my mom up, <laughs> so she yells at me. I never once did it ever. In fact, my mom said uh, I was such a good sleeper. The first night they brought me home, they went to sleep and they, she woke up and she made my dad check to see if I was alive because it was like the morning and they slept through the night. And I was just laying there fine. I slept through the night without making a noise. I hate you. I never had a problem sleeping. Can you be my baby? That's what my mom said. I was my brother was colicky and my sister was whiny. I just like sleeping. That's it. Hmm. So like anytime we wanted to put you down for a nap, boom, nap. I mean, you know me. This shouldn't surprise you. No. Maybe you were just pretending to be asleep the whole time. You just don't remember. You just wanted to be left alone. Yeah. So you just pretended to be asleep. Probably. Uh, yeah, but I, I was a night owl since I was a small kid. And my grandfather was, too. He was part of a night owl ham radio group. Ah. Yeah. Talking to China. Sure. China. All right. Here is my next pick. Squeezer, don't let your wife hear this. So, so <clears throat> why'd you have to go and do that? Because this is, this is, all right. So Stephen King's it and, and the shining and everything. Stephen King, when this movie came out and when I was this age, those books were like gospel. It, same with Michael Crichton when Jurassic Park came out. Um, <laughs> But like everybody had these books. And even if you didn't read them, you carried them around. Correct. Yeah. The, especially It. How many kids in your elementary school had a copy of It? Uh, all of them but me. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, so 
there was this used bookstore that's now our Primo's Hoagies behind my house that we frequent during football and basketball season at Parkland often. Oh, really? It was a bookstore? Yeah, it was a used bookstore. Hmm. It was the best thing. And the woman who ran it was such a sweetheart. Um, it's, it's where the copy machine was that I copied the flyers that got me kicked out of Catholic school. So this was like my bastion. She knew me there. I was like a regular, and she sold me like adult books because she knew me, like Howard Stern's Private Parts, and Stephen mm-hmm. King's It, and Stephen King's The Stand, and my all everything. My I still have my couple copy of Andromeda Strain with the books and more price tag on it. Squeezer, you could cry seeing it if you knew this <laughs> bookstore. This bookstore was great. I got a copy of Leaping Lanny Profo, Pofo, Leaping Lanny Pofo. The brother of Macho Man Randy Savage, who played the genius in WWF, wrote a book of poetry of wrestling, and I got it there for like $2. I got so many amazing, awesome- Do you still have that book? Yes. Wow. And I got them all- That might be the only one. What? It might be, yeah. It really might be. It's like when Al Gore sold his book. Squeezer, this was like books stacked like how you would imagine in a movie, from, from floor to ceiling- and and you know that 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 space isn't too large, no. But they fit as many books as they can in there, and it was just, it was a fucking. I'm not saying I'm disappointed in the fact that I can get a nice seated bund hoagie there, but okay. I know she lasted as long as she could, but it was books and more, and she also sold like stationery and stuff up up front, which I loved. Calendars. But, yeah, oh, all kinds of stuff, but but the used bookstore, it was my favorite store and and once i discovered it i was there every fucking day and i remember talking her into letting me buy uh howard stern's private part she's like are you sure i'm like no no my parents let me listen to it i i, I watched the pay-per-views at new year's because i know my dad did and she's like all right and then my mom caught me with it and basically beat me with it because she knew i wouldn't bruise Oh man, books and more was a bastion of everything information because the internet really didn't exist for us until the late '90s. So the only place we could like expand our minds was through television and books and magazines. Mm-hmm. So Walden Books, uh, bookstores for me were one of my like next to toy stores. Number two were bookstores. I don't know if it was the same for you, right? Uh, yeah, I just I liked perusing. I, I like the smell of it, but yeah, and and like mom and pop bookstores, and well, even like the library too. Well, you had Hackman's. Were you gonna buy a Bible up there? Uh, my mom. Well, my mom was a Sunday school teacher, so she would drag me in there. Ugh, and, yeah, my uh, mom would drag me there too because she was also a Sunday school teacher. Well, not she was a CCD teacher. Uh, eh, let's see what it's that gets you. Catholic version of Sunday school. Yeah. No, Hackman's Bible. I never, I never had to go through that. What, CCD? CCD, no. I, my, when I got kicked out of Catholic school, my mom made an agreement with me that she would allow it if I, got conf- I had to get confirmed and I had to keep going to CCD. As soon as I got confirmed, I was done. I told her I, told her I didn't believe in God, and she was like, what? <laughs> like, Mom, no. scientifically, we, it makes no sense. We, we did like three work three weeks of like catechism 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 classes yeah and the one week we just watched breakfast club so 
Yeah, that's that's Catholic schools for. Now, the beauty of Catholicism is uh, there's a lot of gambling and drinking going on in the basement once you become, once you're in. Oh, yeah. Pedophilia aside, the drinking and uh, the good times is a plenty. I, I was trying to explain to Mrs. Squeezer once you're up here. It's like you just, your summer consists of church picnics. Right. You just go from one church picnic to the other because it's just. It's pierogies it, and hot dogs. It's beautiful. Pierogies, booze, <laughs> uh, bingo. Yeah. Er, Polka music. Just, just everything but God <laughs> at these picnics. Uh, Fulkerson at work was trying to like talking to me about polka music and why I like it. I'm like, are you kidding me? These polka bands would play at our church festivals in the summer. Yeah, you grew up hearing it. You grew up hearing it. It feels it's... like home. Right. You, and... you get one of those uh, aluminum, uh, rickety aluminum webbed uh, lawn chairs. Yeah. Pop that down. You bring the folding, like the little wooden folding table. So it's like a smaller version of a, of a TV tray. Right. You know, that you can set up. Or aluminum. And then you go around to these stands that were basically just plywood and uh, plywood and two-by-four. So the tarp stretched over the top yeah. with uh, burners, <coughs> people with the like, crock pots and, and a hot dog roller. It seems to be the theme of the day. We uh, we were in the original opera house in Munich, and a polka band got up and started playing. And I was so fucking excited. Mm-hmm. And, she, and only from like Pennsylvania to like Ohio, that stretch, would you be excited to hear polka? But yeah. I was so I was like, oh my god, a fucking polka band! And she's like, what? I'm like, I love polka, like, like Jimmy Stir and his orchestra. Give it to me all day. Al Meixner yeah. is my favorite, but nah, it's great. You grew up with it. It reminds you of being a kid. That and a little birch beer, you know. White birch beer. White birch beer, of course. Out of a out of a tub. Pump your own, bitch. Yeah, keg in the tub. Yep. That was Squeezer. That was the St. Francis Ice Cream Festival to a T. Mm-hmm. Booze. The, so at, where your dad got his beer from, you could also yep. get the birch beer. Yep. But you, if you wanted any other soda, you had to get it from the Coke trailer that you got your hot dogs from. Your mm-hmm. pierogies. But if you went to the beer tent, you could also get a birch beer. Off the top. And yep. there, there was the the gambling wheel where you pick a number, right? Yeah. And down down in the basement, there was the uh, tricky trays, the polka band on the stage. There was the waffle and ice cream, and there was the full. Oh yeah. There's the full liquor bar. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there was there was always a bar in in the church basement. It was it just existed yeah. there. It had one of those like uh, mall sliding metal doors that just. Um, yeah, everyone had it, and there, it was. And if you closed it, it was a basketball court. Yeah. Now you didn't grow up Catholic, but how do you know that? Because you, you dabbled uh, with I, Catholics, I, right? I grew up. It's you went from church to church. You, you just you, hit up church picnic. Yeah, you grew up around. Like we Catholics. would go to St. Peter's. That was my grandfather's, and that was the big one up in Copley. That was right. a hell of a party. Now I, I don't think outside of Catholics, there's much drinking and gambling. I think it's just the Catholics, because all the no, Irish. Because I went to a Lutheran church. We did the same thing. Okay, I thought it was because all, all the Irish and Italian were Catholics, so that's why. Yeah. Drinking. No, we, I, I think, and for us, I think it was more region. Like it, it didn't matter what religion you were. It was, if you were a church in this area, you just, you know, fire up the, fire up the booze and the gambling. And, right. And the pierogies, not yeah. nah, pierogies. Get the fryer going. And the funnel cakes. Got out the funnel cake. Oh yeah. Fuck. Go to a church picnic. 
Oh yeah, and we'd go to CNEs where they'd, they had actually you would buy for a dollar, and there were these cardboard pull tabs, and it was like oh yeah yeah cardboard with the five little things, and you break them open, and it was they were lottery tickets. The lottery, you get those at fire halls now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like ten for a dollar or something. Yeah. Yeah, but but St. E's, they bring in some rides, so you get like some bumper cards and and the uh, the slide. We we never had rides at St. Francis. No, that, that was only that was only St. E's where they would do that. St. E's, we'd go. That's where all the dances were in the Catholic school system. Ah, uh, yeah, I went. To, well, I only went to a, a preschool there. They had a preschool down below, where you would. They had like dress up, and you can have like hats. Pretty sure that's been banned now for quite some time for good reason. <laughs> Something about lice. All right. Um, I think we should. I think it's fair to move on, Squeezer, because we're almost two hours into it. Yeah. And um, I could I could keep going on about church I, picnics. Church picnics, even though we were talking about books, uh, <laughs> the bookstore. But here is your next pick. All right. Visit Kitty Hawk Kites, an Outer Banks family tradition for thrilling adventures, lifelong memories, and fun for the whole family. Unique gifts, kites, toys, footwear, and quality brands like Life is Good and Natural Light. Kitty Hawk Kites, a pure Outer Banks family experience since 1974. With locations from Corolla to Ocracoke, find a store near you at kittyhawk.com. Ugh, life is good. I fucking hate that brand. Uh, sorry, but it's a quality brand. You know why I hate that brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That douche. He fucking ruined it. This, yeah, it's good. This yeah. shit bag we used to work for with got fired. He loved that brand. Yeah. He still works on TV, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Slowly blackballed. Uh-huh. Slowly blackballed. Um, Treat yeah, people so, like shit. That's what happens. Yep. 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 You, can't, you gotta be nice like you, sir. Best boss ever. Guess my ass. I would never. Um, I'd have to wake up early to get my ass waxed. And <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. So we, uh, I, I loved, we would go down to the Outer Banks. Uh, Ooh, rich family. No, well, we'd like get like a rent a house with like another family. Ooh, rich family. Yeah, yeah, that was. We had a oh. we had a motel at Rio with Beach for two days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I uh, it was a time of my life. I loved it down there. I'm sure you did. Um, I think south of Rio with well, Beach was like probably we, fun. We were in Nags Head. Shut up. It's not like we we're up in Duck with the hoity toities. I have no idea what anything. I've never been to that state. Oh, uh, you gotta get down there. It's fantastic. You'd love it down there. And the one time um, I went down with Mrs. Squeezer one time when we were first dating and we walked into a bar down there and we we're just going to get a beer and something just felt oddly familiar and like the Phillies game was on they had cheesesteaks and like the dialect accent everything just felt more normal and here it was like the guy that was the bartender and the owner was a Philly guy wow. and it was like a clearly a Philly bar and it like like because like oh, hey, no one, it wasn't like no there's no sense of fake hospitality Hold on, Schmuffin's like, here. Oh, hey, Schmuffin. Hi, Schmuffin. Say hi. Hi, Schmuffin. Hold on, I'm going to get the mic to closer towards her. Hey, Schmuffin. 
What do you want? Just staring at me. You want pets? Oh, that was a big Aww, one. Aw, there she is. There she is. Um, no, I, I think uh, Enchantress and I, our vacation spot was Atlantic City. We went five times. Last, she Up until April of last year, she's never been. Mm-hmm. And we went five times last year, including Warp Tour. Uh, Atlantic City was my spot. Guy Fieri, uh, his <laughs> restaurants. Um, Goddamn. I love Atlantic City. And that that's one of the most depressing things about this summer. We can't go. Yeah. Uh, oh. <clears throat> I, haven't, I haven't been down there since it kind of been, it's been, I don't want to say rejuvenated, but. It is. A hundred percent. No, it's, it's yeah. the kind of squeezer. It's, it's better than Vegas. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I've been to Vegas and, and Atlantic City in the past, like, two years. And Atlantic City is so much more fun. Yeah, last time I was there was probably seven years ago or so, and it was kind of eh. Now, I've told you, since since Hard, yeah. uh, Hard Rock bought the old Trump, they turned it around, and Oceans, because Oceans, when it originally opened up, it was some other company, and it, they lasted like half a year, and they went bankrupt, and it was mm-hmm. kind of dilapidated. But oh, then, that, was a, and that was a big story, too. Like, every, if you were to turn on the news in Philly, Every hit, every night there was a hit from Atlantic City about how it's going to hell. Uh, it was rivals, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but but Ocean's bought it, and it's gorgeous, Squeezer, the Ocean's Hotel, and same with nice. the, the Hard Rock, and and um, the Caesars and Bally's built a joint sports book because you could uh, bet on sports down there now, and they yeah. built the the um, uh, Wild Wild West bar and everything. It, it it's really they're really changing things around down there and um if you have an opportunity once it, everything goes back to normal atlantic City's a, a lot of fun really close if like if you're gonna think about going to vegas like and because you want to gamble like mm-hmm. fuck it go to atlantic city because it's so much more fun the beach is there there's a yeah. lot of fun things to do and there's so many good restaurants all right all right no you won me over i know we should we should all go down together once this yeah. goes back to normal be a good time i'll give you the tour. game uh we'll, we'll just like, eat like pigs at guy fieri's restaurant just you and me yeah just you and me all right we'll get we'll get um i'm sure that'll go over well <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> she's already fuming when she's reading the pretzel bread at guy fieri's with the mustard butter squeeze uh, you the way you're telling me about it i'll go just for that i know and then oh my god it's so good the the uh, lollipop chicken wings mm. it's delicious they the uh, entertainment earth released a um guy fieri pop figure i pre-ordered today <laughs> he seriously i think i started uh i didn't start it obviously because a lot of people like him but i was ahead of the curve of loving guy fieri because now all of a sudden he did all the those great things during quarantine for the people who work for restaurants and they're like guy fieri is great no guy fieri's always been great guy fieri has been boosting restaurants for for free for since for his whole career just because he has blonde spiky hair like who fucking cares right (laughs) like he goes into a town and he he goes to these restaurants and he says how great they are and all of a sudden like they're making tons of money like he's just a good dude i'm a big guy fieri fan you i've 
But this is a common theme in the Rad Years podcast. Yes. Me being a... a oh, hang on. That just reminded me of something. I gotta... But, Squeezer, I need to get you down to the Guy Fieri Chop House. And then he's got a barbecue joint inside the um, Wild Wild West bar that's to go. Mm-hmm. His brisket sandwich. Oh, Ooh. God. And it reminded me I had to make a note for myself for lunch tomorrow, so I remember to go and check this place out. What's that? Uh, there's a garage, like literally like a two-car garage behind the Italian place that I like to buy my cheese at that I used to rake apples for for 50 cents to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. And in this garage, I noticed there's a new barbecue place that's in there. So hmm. I'm swing by. Did you talk garage barbecue? Have you talked about kites yet? No, no, no. It's your so, pick. Yeah, I will talk about barbecue garages later. Um, no, so when we were down there, and I, I love the Outer Banks, and if you look, there's like it's a thing. There's like kites everywhere and shit because you know Wright Brothers, whatever. Um, and Kitty Hawk Kites is awesome. It's like the, the kitty city of kites, other than it, it, the fact that the difference is it's clean and still around. <laughs> um, and uh, But, like, you'd see these kites everywhere. And my mom was one of those, and still is, when she sees something, she's like, oh, that's going to be my new thing. And we would go and spend a stupid amount of money on these kites. And it'd be on, like, day three of, like, you know, six-day vacation. And then you go out, and now you go out and fly the kites. And it's fun, I guess. As fun as flying a kite can be. Unless you yeah, get one sure. of the cool ones with the handles where you can do the little dipsy-doos, and that right. buys you an extra four minutes. We always, my kite season was always, like, the day of and the day after Easter, because we'd get a kite for Easter. The little plastic right. uh, licensed ones. And yeah. we'd, we'd go fly it that day and maybe the next day and it'd break and then we wouldn't touch it again until next Easter. Exactly. Well, so we would spend all these money on these fancy kites and these ornate ones. And then in, in the week that we were there, she became like a kite expert because she like read the catalog and talked to someone there. It's like, well, that's a box kite and that's a triangle kite. Well, how do you know it's a box kite? Well, it looks like a box. <laughs> That's how you know it's a box kite. Um, so we go and you get all these ornate ones and all this all this shit. And then you, you fly it for like the three days while you're down there. And it's great. And then you bring it home. And it sits in the car for a good month and a half after you're back from vacation. Then it makes its way somewhere into the garage and eventually into the shed. Sure. And then like a year goes by... And you're like, oh, I'm going to get the kite out. And you realize living in eastern Pennsylvania, you don't have the same breezes that you do down at the shore. I would disagree. On a barrier island. Not, not constantly, but on any given Iron Pig day, it's windy as fuck. Only it when is. it's cold out and you don't want to fly a kite. Yeah, it, it is. But it, it's not the same kind of, like, it, you don't get the same feeling flying a kite in your backyard with power lines as you do in, in the, on the open shores of the Atlantic. Um, and then you bury this and then, uh, eventually you, uh, either sell it at a yard sale or the moths eat it alive. Um, hmm. and then, then the next year comes around and you go down and then it's like, oh, we should buy a kite. That would be so much fun. Um, and then you buy a kite. Sure. Then for three days you fly the kite. 
Right. Then you get home, and it stays in the car for like a month and a half, shit, garage shed, and, you know, there you go. And it, it, it's cyclical. It's like life, um, buying a kite and never using it again. Life uh, finds a way. Yes, it does. To the garage. Just, yeah. Just looking at these pictures, I want to go and get a kite. Let's go fly a kite. I don't know the rest of the words. Yep, that's that's all you really need. <laughs> I saw kites for sale on the Weiss today when I stopped there to grab some stuff for dinner, and I was like, like oh, shit. Fa- like fancy ones? Or no, like, like, the, cheap, like the cheap, plastic, Joe crappy ones. ones. I should buy one. We should fly in the parking lot at work. Okay. I don't know if we're yeah. legally allowed to because we're so close to the airport, but fuck That's it. True. Yeah. All right. Here is my last pick. Squeezer. It would be cool to see like airport security come flying in and while we're flying our kite. Airport police squeezer. Give them the credit they deserve. Sorry. They, they police the three mile radius of the airport. <laughs> and I love speeding past them at like 100 miles an hour and be like, pull me over. <laughs> Fucking not cop. Hey, it's Christmas! <laughs> X-Men. So I kind of talked about this earlier when I was laying on my back with my feet in the air watching baseball. But I spent a lot of time reading comic books and in comic book shops. When I wasn't in um, the books, I could ride my bike to books and more of the used bookstore. Mm-hmm. But I had, to t- I had to get my dad to take me to uh, Comics Masters in the White Hall Mall or the uh, Tillman Comics in the Tillman Square um, where I bought my comics. Uh, and I had I had a few direct mail. I was a direct guy too. Mm. But um, like I was, there was a few lines I was sewing. So I got I had I was collecting because I wasn't reading it, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I was collecting the whole Death of Superman saga. Mm-hmm. So I have all of those. Just just to have because you knew it was like. But in the meantime. I'm buying and reading all of the fucking. Um, oh my god! I just blanked. The night. Batman night. Nightfall. The Batman Nightfall saga. Oh yes. my god! From '93 to '94, I'm buying yeah. all. I have every single one of these. Every single Nightfall, and um, Night's End. Every single one of them. The three arcs. In uh, bagged and boarded, still uh-huh. to this day. Yeah, did is everyone our age like was that the one that you had to have? No, nightfall. No one knew it was coming because like, of, when it was out. Like I, I no, I the one to. everyone had to have was the Age of Apocalypse. Well, I had that too. Yeah. Now everyone, the Age of Apocalypse was the series everyone had. The the splits, the fucking different versions of X Men. Once Age of Apocalypse had everybody fucking had every single age, and then the 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 Marvel twenty ninety nine was another one everybody because they put the prestige covers on. Uh, oh, I was a mark. The, yeah, I mean, you, I, I, we all were. We all fell for those prestige covers. Spider Man, Punisher twenty ninety nine, X Men twenty those twenty ninety nine covers, 
everybody fucking fell for. Nightfall was the sleeper, and I was buying it because I was just buying Batman at the time. Mm-hmm. But I was buying them, uh, and I was and some of them I was buying two and boarding, and one without touching it and reading the other, but not all of them. So I was like a, a psychopath, and then like I love that storyline so much. I have the omnibus of it, and I still go back. I haven't read it in a few years, but I love reading the Nightfall storyline. I they kind of like mimicked it in um the Dark Knight Rises with the one Gotham's reckoning, then you have my permission to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was but Bane Bane was like everyone was like Bane fucking sucks cuz the way they did Bane and Batman and Robin. Yes, that yeah. sucked in that movie. But Bane so and a Nightfall was really fucking good, and they did him really good in the animated series too, and they did him really, really fucking good in um, the Dark Knight Rises. But yeah, uh, not only were comic books uh, a thing, so I'd go Dominic was didn't have too many toys, but and, and Tillman they would buy and sell, and I remember my friend Matt and I found a uh, man eating cow tick figure, and we went and we sold it for forty dollars to the Tillman Street one and then we had forty dollars we split it twenty each to buy like whatever we wanted. Like you get like current action figures that were hard to get. I know a lot of the the the, the Dark Knight series from Kenner were were there. I had I was such a fucking dark like I as much so I gave up X I'm sorry, Batman for Spider Man and X Men in like the early nineties. And then Nightfall came and then all of a sudden, I fr- I completely pretended like I'd never gave up Batman, and I became the <laughs> biggest Batman mark in the planet. Like the, the fucking whole Azrael and uh, Jean Luc fucking whatever his name was, and mm-hmm. the Bane storyline, all the uh, villains, and uh, the Tim Drake Robin was my fucking favorite. I loved Tim Drake Robin. I wanted him to be in Batman Returns so bad. I love that figure with the R on it. Uh, and then, 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 then Walden Books uh, and searching for the different variant covers for the X-Men Age of Apocalypse. Uh, that was probably the biggest comic book collecting uh, event I went through. As much as I went through Nightfall Squeezer and as much as I went through Death of Superman, I collected those. The Age of Apocalypse was like the comic book crossover event of our lifetime, I feel like. They yeah. did that right. Because it was right in the midst they knew when they were doing. It. They did it because like they they released the comic book. I'm sorry, the animated series, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. X Men's like now the biggest thing, especially with the 1991 Jim Lee X Men number one, Uncanny X Men number one, the one million copies sold, the number one fucking selling comic book on the planet with the ten different covers. X Men is like the hottest thing on the planet, right? Yeah. So they do the Age of Apocalypse. Everybody's buying every book, every fucking variant cover, every fucking prestige cover. The 2099 books are out around the same time. I'm buying all the 2099 books between Walden Books and between my local, between Comic Masters and Tillman Comics. I'm buying, I'm there all, anytime my dad will take me to any of these stores, I am there buying books with any money I have. So much that I have uh, long boxes like crazy. Um, At this point, with comic books, squeezer. Mm-hmm. I used to get mine at the pharmacy. Yeah, you on the spinner racks. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, uh, Hartzell's. It's Hartzell's, gone now, yeah. but yeah, it was right next to the ice cream cooler, so it was easy. But I would take ice cream. my X Men books, and then and then in like more more uh, like late into the like once it was like September and school started, like on weekends, nightfall, I'd try to construct and figure out where the storyline was going. Like I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, who's at? <laughs> like I loved Azrael, and like like they built him as like. Oh, like a fuck you to spawn and everything and what marvel is doing like yeah. Azrael, like with his his gimmicks and everything but i loved him because i loved everything marvel and spawn was doing <laughs> so i thought he was like the coolest fucking thing with all the like the gauntlets and the shooting things and shit so yeah we, we've gone long enough i think i should acquiesce <laughs> to your last pick squeezer oh really already it's we're two, we're two hours in, Squeeze. Oh, okay. Here's your last pick. It makes me wanna fart. Fart. We never part. Now get it right or pay the price. I wanted to bring this up earlier when you were talking about uh, weekends. How you know uh, your parents were working during the week, so it was like weekends with them. So like for us, like I'm trying to think of like what my mom did with us. Remind me. We, remind you. I never went to camp ever. Uh, I can't believe that. So, like, when I was younger, I didn't. As we got a little older, I would do. They would send me to like day camps and stuff. Um, and then like Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts helped because there was always something going on, and they can like, you know dump me with that organization. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think most of the time we spent like with our grandparents over the summer, like during the week. But then there were like uh, day camps, right? Um, which is basically just uh, outdoor babysitting. Yeah. Or out, you know, daycare, uh, and then eventually moved on to the you know week long summer camps, uh, you know, especially like the I did the whole Boy Scout thing. Like, so you, you did know, sleep, like you did sleepover camps. Oh yeah, yeah, we did uh, for the longest time from when I was. Oh wow. Probably like so there were weekend ones where like these little jamborees where you're gone for like three days like over the weekend. Mm -hmm. But then uh, when make I hit, bread in a fucking pot. No, I, I yeah, I was doing <laughs> that. I yeah. Uh, a little Dutch oven action. Sure. But uh, and then uh, when I hit like uh, I was probably like ten or eleven, is when I started doing like you know like a week at a time. Like right. You're gone for you know for a week, you know sleeping in a tent in the woods and it was great and I loved it so much. I went and then I worked there for like four years because, and like so like my summer like I got out of school. And like I had a week at home with my friends, and then nine weeks I was gone. Wow, really? Like living, yeah, yeah. Because it was it was seven weeks of camp, and there was a week of staff, a staff week uh, <coughs> at the front at the beginning and end of the year to I'm, get. I'm things. surprised my parents didn't figure that out because to get away, you, you get rid of you for nine weeks. They got rid of me. I was gone for nine weeks, and I got paid. Wow, I worked at Subway. 
That was my summer job. And then uh, KB Toys. And then uh, where I am currently. <laughs> um, which was great, though, because it really, I mean, you want to learn independence, be 13, and just basically be gone for, you know, away from your parents for, uh, you know, two months, maybe more. You know, three months, really. Wait, four, two months. Two and a half months. Uh, and they'd come up and visit from time to time because Wednesday would be a barbecue chicken dinner, family night. So, like, ah. that's the thing. You were never gone that long. Like, you were gone, like, three days, and then your parents would come up and visit you Boo. sometimes. And then after so many years and so many weeks, my parents would just stop showing up. They're like, eh, we'll see them eventually. I would, too, um, you know? But, no, it was a good time. Uh, I I enjoyed it. The the day camp thing, uh, I you look back on and you realize what it really was. It was right. just it was daycare. Uh, I remember. I still have a picture. I gotta find it somewhere. Uh, me with my my beige shirt with my uh, sponged paint kangaroo stamp on it because I was in the kangaroo group. Um, I thought about this because my camp. I I came the back way to work the one day after dumping some garbage in a dumpster somewhere. And I passed the park where I'm like, that looks familiar. I'm like, holy shit, that's where I had my day camp when I was like six years old. And it was like the, the park down in Caddy below the football field there where the pool is and the right the yes. football field. Yeah, that, that's where like our day camp was. And as a kid, I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to this, this, this camp somewhere. No, it was just the park in Caddy that I normally didn't attend. So I thought it was some strange exotic location. Um, and the whole time, like you're doing all these activities and like you're finger painting some shit or making something with sticks. And meanwhile, you're looking at two things. That is all you want to do. There's a pool. You want to get in the pool because it's hot as hell. And there's a really sweet playground over there because right. that looks like fun. Yeah. But they're not going to let you go in the pool or on the playground because now you're a liability. So just sit here under this pavilion and glue these popsicle sticks together. Win win. Yeah. I, I hey, I got a nice pot holder out of it or a uh 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 what do you call one of those things? Koozie? A uh no the like the little heat thing, the trivet. Trivet. You know, yes. a bunch of little popsicle stick trivets. Ah. Yeah. All right. Well I think we said it all about uh i i'm almost out of a voice as you can tell yeah i'm losing mine too yeah um i uh you were losing yours probably from natural reasons i screamed alex jones and vincent man impressions at you is why i'm losing mine losing mine um so uh why not wrap it up we've gone a nice amount of time it was a good rambling show. I know. I feel like we didn't diverge too much. No, there, there was some. No, we did. I, I mean, we didn't diverge, but on my uh, uh, staying up late, I think I, I went for like an hour. Yeah. Did we? I think we talked about kites. We talked. We mentioned kites. We mentioned them. Uh, it took a it took a while to get there. I'm like, are we talking about kites? We we're talking about the beach. I'm like, are we talking about kites? But uh, we did it, and uh, we talked summer memories for this. Our fourth summer memory squeezer. We are about to celebrate our five years, four years, yes. or whatever the fuck uh, anniversary yes. 
We've been doing it since 2016, so one, two, three, four, four years. November 2016, we started. We're about to be November 2020. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe we're still doing this. We're still doing it. You're still listening. We're still having fun doing it. I, I, this, I look forward to this every week, Squeezer. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, we got to record tonight. Oh. No, and it was a thing where I, I would like, not, not saying say I don't prepare. Like, like I said, I do write shtick, but it's become more and more, for better or worse, I don't know. It's just, it's become a conversation. Yeah, right. That's all it is for me. That's all it is yeah. for me. Uh, we will. So we used to be so worried about like. The, well, the first episode, second maybe, then just realized, ah, let's just let's just do go. it. And then I think when we realized that we were okay with cursing, is when it. Uh, yeah, when I when I was dropping the c word like crazy the other week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. That was a new high. A new high or low, wherever we want to base us. Will we? We will. Uh, we will be back next week. Same rad time, same rad channel. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. We love you guys. We'll see you next week.